and welcome to the Netball Nation podcast. Now, as always, I'm joined by the legend that is Sarah Bayman. Hi, Sarah. Hello. And the very wonderful Maggie Birkinshaw. Oh, God bless you. How are we both? Yeah, good, yeah, thank super you. super thanks. Just saying, do you not think it looks a bit like summer out there? It feels a bit like summer in here. It's quite warm. I'm, I'm enjoying it. T-shirt and jeans. T-shirt weather, innit? What, T-shirt weather? I'm thinking put a bikini on. Oh, oh <laughs> yes, steady. Max. Steady, Max. Yes. <laughs> a memory that you won't be able to erase from your mind. <laughs> welcome to Netball Nation. Loads to talk about on today's show. Uh, we're going to talk about round five of the Vitality Super League and how the away teams bossed it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday's Sky Sports game also saw a battle between defending champions Wasps and Mavericks. So we'll get all the reaction from that one as well. We're also going to be chatting about what coaching and support there is for non-elite adult teams and players. That'll be quite interesting. It that will, yeah. Ladies. And finally, I'm going to ask you to think back to a couple of episodes when we spoke about the importance of inspirational coaches and PE teachers. Now, I remember you both spoke very very passionately about this so I'm sure you'll have a lot to say Uh, it was about kind of how big of a role they were um, in sort of you becoming a netball player and we're really pleased as well to be joined by Rosie Harris later in the show who's been volunteering her time to netball for over 40 years yeah I know Rosie was a teacher so you know she's crossing over all sorts of camps there incredible well look forward to to speaking to her and finding out more about that Uh, now firstly arguably the game of the round, much to Sarah's delight. Dragons took a big away win against Sirens on Friday night, 46 Dragons, 50. like throw me a bone, Dragons. <laughs> Jeez, the one round I backed them against Mavericks, they lost by 20. Every yeah. other round I've gone against them. Yep. And then this week, oh, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> that one hurt, you know. I knew I was going to lose my money somewhere and that's that's started us off on Friday night. But... Um, a massive result for, for Dragons to go up to Glasgow, I think, and, and win that game. I think most people would have thought that Sirens would have, yeah, would have knocked that one up. Backyard, yeah. um, but it sounds like a great game, really close throughout, and, and Dragons got home by four in the end, which is, like we said, a, a big result for them. Yeah. Maggie, what about you? What well, you I've always it? maintained that they're that team that, that just never give up. And the two teams, Sirens and um, Dragons, close they're very close in in ability uh, i wouldn't say style but they're both feisty but i just thought that dragons had that little bit of an edge just to take sirens and they did and was just, it good to see yeah i mean it, it, the, the closer the games are the better the league is yeah. the better it is to watch the more people we get the more sponsors we get the bigger yeah. the sport gets so we, we want close games um and that one was a, was sounds like a real cracker. It wasn't on TV, which is a shame. But um, everyone who who was there or seen it has said it. What an excellent Entering game stuff. it was. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just going to start doing Dragons team talks now. <laughs> I'm just just like put me on the phone. I'll just be like, look, guys, I've backed I've backed the other team. So then they'll go out and play amazingly. Yeah. You know, they could get me on the payroll. There's definitely something in that. In there, there is, we'll have there a word. <laughs> now, unfortunately for Luftbrasara, yeah, you know I'm going to say. Oh. Do you want to take this or do you want me to explain what happened? I mean, like I can make it short and sweet. Like we took a battering at the hands of Bath, basically. Mm. Um, Bath were very, very good. We were very, very bad. And we lost 75-50. So, um, yeah, Bath bounced back from that loss against Storm. And um, we were on the end of it, unfortunately. What kind of points do you take from that when you when you look at that, when you look back on it? <sighs> I mean, I asked you that question yeah. when you came in. Well, we sat here waiting before the show started. Waiting for me, and sorry. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> Fashionably late. And we'd sort of said, I'd sort of said to Sarah, you know, the scoreline sometimes doesn't tell the, the story. Was that the case? And Sarah, as she is, she's as straight as a day is long. No, we just didn't play well. And it's sad, really, because, you know, she's got some quality players, 
And it's just a case of those players turning up and linking up and doing as they're told to do. So I'm not part of it. I don't know exactly what their direction is, but I know they get clear direction. And maybe it just was a day that they needed to have a reality check. Take that. I don't want to call it a hiding because the score sounds like it was. Well, it is a hiding. Right. Isn't well, it? take the hiding and just build from that. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think it's it very much is that it's a kick up the backside. It's a reality check. It's. Um, you know, like I say, Bath played well and they deserve to beat us by 25 goals. So as a player, if you're on the end of that, you've got to take that and go, this is not happening to me again. I'm not going to allow we've that to happen. There. And, we've all and as been a, there. And as a coach, same, you know, like we've, yeah. we've got to be better as a, as a team. And so, yeah, bad day at the office. I think it's really good actually hearing you. It's quite uh, liberating just hearing you talking about it like that. You're being honest. Yeah. And I think I... If nothing else, I'm honest and um, like with the girls as well, you know, other losses haven't hurt as much because we've competed and we've played well. Saturday was really disappointing because, like I said, they deserve to beat us by that much. They were so much better. They had more intensity about them, more energy about them. They looked like they wanted it more and it was a home game for us. So that's that's really disappointing. Um, but if if moving forward, that's what we needed as a squad, then in a few weeks time we'll be like yeah it was the best thing for us and yeah. hopefully yeah. hopefully that's the case well next up you're coming up against top of the table Manchester Thunder yeah mate easy oh <laughs> 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 no I, I was actually saying to Maggie it's probably quite a good game for us to have yeah, because you have to fix up like you have to p- play better because you know if you don't you're going to take another beating and so we go to we go to Thunder on, on Saturday and you either play well or you lose quite Get heavily and so it's it's almost a, a no pressure on our shoulders because we're not expected to win, but an opportunity for us to fix some things and to play really well. Go for it. And go for it. Absolutely. So that's the message. Now, Thunder also maintained their unbeaten run, getting the win against seven stars, 62-49. But they didn't have it all their own way, did they, Mags? No, no. Uh, you know, stars are, are there or thereabouts and they've got some some quality within their squad. And it sounds like, they, you know, they were in it, thereabouts. Yeah, they came away with the win, but uh, I don't think they had it all their own way. No, what? I think, I, I mean, I'm going to curse myself <gasps> here, but I think, I think Thunder haven't haven't quite been clicking. I thought they were really, really good round one in that Super Saturday against Mavericks because they needed to be. And the other games, they've kind of done what they've had to, but they've not looked outstanding. And I think at some point for Thunder, everything's going to fall into place and they'll play a lot better. But I think they're just building. They're just sort, sort yeah. of building through, working out the combinations because there's been a few different combos. Yeah, on and you don't want to be at your best in no, round five, do no. you? And so I think... Um, the the side of a good the sign of a good team is that you can still win with and, your, yeah, with, and, and not play much. amazingly yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what they continue to do at the minute yeah so it's not always a bad thing no doing no that. definitely not uh, now Saturday also saw an away win for Surrey Storm against London Pulse sixty nine forty nine after a bit of a shaky start to the season Storm do seem to be improving with each game don't they they're just stepping up. Game after game after game. And Paul sort of surprised everybody that Super Saturday when they came out and, you know, got that fabulous win. And I've been just, as we all have, we've been watching and seeing, is it just the startings of the, the new team, newly formed, trying to figure out what to do? And then I look at T's bench and I think, is it the different styles that she has to play with? She's got a Kiwi, she's got an Aussie, she's got uh, an African. Yeah. She's got so many different playing she, styles. She has struggling got to pull it together. A, a, a real mishmash of players. Yeah. And I think I find this really fascinating, especially these two teams, because they're so contrasting, because mm. you've got that with Pulse, a real like mashing together of mm. different players. Yeah. And it's a first year team, so they don't know each other. They're all trying to find each other out and, yeah. and try and build connections. But on the back of that, they've made a lot of changes. Like, 
I, you can't predict who's going to start centre for them. Centre, like that's well, that's I see, I like thought you, that were Rose's position, but clearly other, not for the other team. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, you don't know what you're getting yeah. with Pulse at the minute. So for Storm. It, it was a great thing because, you know, Pulse obviously didn't have a great day at the office. Amra Boise, um what didn't injured, play. Yeah. She's injured. Um, and so for Storm, it, it's really great. But then for a team like Pulse won round one. Yeah, they did. They played deep, p- pretty well against Thunder. So it's sort of like you don't know what you're getting. So it's hard to plan to play against them. Whereas I think Storm are the exact opposite. They've got a really strong seven. They're very well structured. They know exactly what they're yeah. doing. And it sounds bizarre because if they, I think if they suffer injuries this season, they're in a bit of trouble. But it's almost a blessing for them that they know who their seven is and they've not got the strongest bench in the competition no. because it means that they've got a settled seven and they're not like toing and froing with who's playing where. Yeah. They they all know what they're doing. They've 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 got it like down pat and when they do it well like they did obviously against Pulse they, they get, they're well, going to get some big results Mickey didn't even take the car did Mickey take the car? I, I don't even know if she we took check? the car we check? executive producers yeah, <laughs> get our car. people on that yeah. but I mean I mean T's been starting with the same seven yeah but there's just so many changes I think like Taylor Cullen was in centre mm. Fionola Tuna went back to goal de- Tona went back to goal defence it's just like I, I don't know like, I don't, if I, if I was a player in that team out. I don't yeah. think I'd know if I was coming or going no can I ask, ladies, do you think that Storm are going to be contenders for top four? No. Not yet. No. Why? Um, because I don't think they've got enough depth. At, at some point, you're going to suffer an injury during the season. And if it's someone like Siggy Berger... Yeah. Um, Key player out. Yeah. It or, makes a massive difference Or Katie... Um, well, I don't know what her new name is. Holland. Holland. She got married. I don't know what her new name is. Um, or Katie Holland. Katie, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's one of those two, Storm uh, up the creek a little bit. So, I, so it's I don't, a no from you. I don't think they'll they're have the longevity. Well they're going well now, but I don't think they've got the longevity either. Right then. Well, finally, Monday Sky Game saw a top of the table clash between Wasps and Mavericks. And this time it was the home team who took the points with Wasps maintaining their unbeaten record and defeating the visitors 54-50. You both called that one right, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. You both just. said that, yeah. Just. Yeah, it was just <laughs> as well. Uh, what did you make of the changes that uh, Mavericks made to the defensive end at half time? Was, it, was it needed? No. <laughs> No, really, really bizarre. And I know like Kat came out firing a little bit about um, like defending her decisions on the changes. But I think the reverse is true of Mavericks about what I said of Storm. Because Mavericks have got a a strong bench, you're almost in the position as as a coach where you go, oh, I kind of need to get these players on. Mm. And it felt like that's what was happening at halftime. Like I need to get Lindsay Keeble out there. So I'm going to change. The Mavericks defence had had wasps in all sorts of trouble in their attack end. So I, I didn't really understand that change to change their defence end. Um, but that change happened. To me, I felt like it gave Wasp a bit more room down there and they, they got into a bit more of a stride. Um, and it's, it was a bit of a missed opportunity for Maverick. I mean, look at it from a coach's perspective, Sarah. What would you do? You've got this bench, you've got all the training that you do, you need to put what you, put, what you do at training, you need to put it out on the court. These girls need to feel that pressure. They need to be in and amongst it. What do you think? Um, I think Mavericks are a good enough team that they'll have opportunity to get their bench players out in other games. Okay. So okay. I don't think against Wasps you need to get, get people out there. Yeah. I think against yeah. Wasps you need to do everything you possibly can to win. And if that seven's working, keep that seven out there. Okay. I think when you play teams that you're beating by 10, 15 goals at half time, that's, where you that's when you can yeah. get people out there and give them an opportunity. Shift. Do you, you not think about shift momentum? How about mixing it up a little bit? Maybe that was it was a tactical thing to do. Yeah, yeah, possibly. And I, I, I'm just going from what I do. Um, mm. It could have it worked. 
and then we'd all be going, what a well, great yeah, change. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. um, I, I don't think I would have done it, um, but that's not to say it, it won't work in yeah. the future for Mavericks. But Maggie, what's your opinion on it? Because you were asking Sarah from a different point of view there. So what's your opinion on it? It is a difficult one because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you mm. don't. We all work really, really hard with our girls at training two, three times a week. And you never get the true test of whether they've got it and whether they can do it unless you put them under those really difficult situations within an, actual, yeah, within an actual game. So, yeah, to a point you think, I've got seven on the court. They're doing the business. It looks like we're on top. We're going to walk away with this one. But what if I just, what if I just throw this in to maybe shift the momentum, put that one player under pressure? She can, I can take her off as quickly as I put her on. So, yeah, each coach thinks differently. Um, and it's horses for courses. Should have left it. They're on top. Right, well, we've got both your opinions on that, haven't yeah. we? Uh, we're going to move on now. We want to say a big thank you to Hannah Erdley, who's got in touch with us on Instagram. And she's flagged uh, that there's an abundance of half-term camps, uh, guest Super League coaching and pathways for junior netballers. Whereas for senior players, there's very little out there, she says. Uh, would you both agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I think it is true. Um, I saw Wasps um, have done or are doing um adult camps as well so that's an interesting one I think that the difficulty with adult ones particularly is there's so many various levels that where do you pitch it and how do you get everyone involved and make sure that you're aiming it at the right level so you've got back to netballers you've got people who are playing regional league people who are playing local league and it's it's like a bit of a minefield also coming at this from sort of an outsider's point of view surely there is the idea that as an adult you have so much more responsibility in your life. You have loads of other things that you need to do. Yeah. Maybe you can't just bag yourself off to, and do this whenever you choose, whereas children seem to have more of that yeah. freedom to do that. I don't even know if that's the focus. I think sometimes it's about engaging a lot of children who maybe don't get quality mm. coaching. And let's be right about this. You know, anybody that's involved in a team, we're all wanting to build and build the structure from the foundation with junior players because then you get that continuity and that flow of players that are moving up through your pathway. So is it to do with that then, that you have to start younger to en enable... Yeah, to a little bit. And I also think um, it's easier with adults for for kind of club sessions. Mm. So maybe that's the way to go for, for Super League teams and things, to offer club sessions um for adults and get clubs in either one at a time or two clubs joined yeah. together and That's come in for idea, sessions. Yeah. And I know like Serena Guthrie through, through Legacy, her company, she goes out to a lot of adult clubs because she was sort of like, there's nothing for, mm. for this age. Um, but I think I think that's easier if if whole clubs want it. Then you've got like seven or eight players who are all playing at the same standard, rather than mixing with, it with juniors. You're yeah. able to mix them in a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. Well, on that, Mags, you've recently been involved in a coaching conference, haven't you, with Leeds Rhinos netball? That's correct. Uh, who was the target audience for that? That was ideally coaches from across the region. Whether you're a performance coach or not, what we're trying to do is to try and not so much standardise, but try and raise the level of uh, coaching experience. Um, because we struggle, we struggle within the region. You get a pocket of people, maybe a handful, 12, 13 coaches who call themselves performance. And then you'll have a swell of uh, coaches that are just amazing, give the time as volunteers regularly two, three times a week. But they're not getting the support that they need coaching wise. Massive gaps between the best teams in the county or in the region to those that are not as good. And we're trying to, to bridge that gap. And the only way we can do that is to educate our coaches. And I, I think it's it, it's a massively like underdeveloped area at the minute in, in netball as well, where we talk about getting players in young and, you know, building 
building teams on local players. But if you've not got the coaches there to get them through the pathway, you can't have four or five coaches doing everything. But that's what's happening. And it is what's happening. Mm. And we need to build that pool of coaches. And I think the coach development work that's going on with teachers, with coaches, there needs to be more of that. And it it really needs to be pushed because I think everything at the minute has been very player-centred. And, you know, how do we get players from this stage to the highest level whereas coaches still are still going on that journey as well like we're, like for me I'm a first year super league coach how do I go from being a first year coach to in four years time being at a level that I want to be at mm. like how do I get better without just winging it yeah and and that's what you've got to do like like for me I'm really lucky I'm at Loughborough and I've got a lot of support and a lot of opportunities for development but other coaches don't and I think that really needs to be a focus because that coach is probably impacting 50, 60, 70 children, yeah. that one coach. So why wouldn't you invest in them? See, for me, I went out and found it. You know, I was lucky enough to get the invitation to go and join Loughborough for a couple of seasons. I had to sort of chase my own performance pathway to try and better myself. I am by no means the finished article. You know, I've still got so much more to learn, but wherever it is, I chase it because I want to. Yeah. So we're now putting these events on for our coaches and still, believe it or not, still don't get the numbers that we should get. So we had a fabulous turnout. We had, you know, Tamsin Greenway stepped up. Everybody knows Tamsin, an amazing deliverer. She had everybody just hanging off the edge of the seats, listening to her every word, and she delivered a fabulous coaching conference. But yet we still did not hit the you know the numbers that we thought we should have hit for whatever reason that may be are these kinds of things available around the country yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they are. But and and I think it's it's kind of a little bit ad hoc at the minute where fran- franchises and super leagues offer them. Um, some counties are quite good mm. at it. Um, but I think England netball haven't done anything in in this realm for the last year or two because they've been getting their coaching strategy together. And I think that is now done. So hopefully there should be more support because England netball should be rolling stuff out as well. Um, and then if everyone starts pulling in the same direction, hopefully all the coaches that are out there will realise how much opportunity there is to learn and, and to progress and, and start booking onto these things. Yeah. Well, Hannah, who got in touch, Hannah Erdley, said that her team were really grateful to experience a coaching session with Serena Guthrie recently. She said they absolutely loved it and that she'd be willing to pay for similar sessions in future. So do you think, is, there, is that something that's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, Serena does quite a lot of that. Um, there's other players um, who go out and do um, quite a bit of coaching. And I think... The Super League teams haven't really haven't quite tapped into that market yet, and it's definitely a sort of area of progression for for teams to to work out how they can um, sort of meet the needs of, of their older audience as well as the kids. Well, thank you for that, ladies. And if you, what I want to hear from is anyone who thinks that they would be interested in this kind of thing, because it'd be interesting to hear how many people would attend these kinds of things. Yeah, so for sure. tweet us at MyNetballNation or go on any of our social channels or email hello at MyNetballNation as well, because we want to hear from you on that. It is quite interesting. Emma, would you mind if I just sort of add to the end of go that? On. If they would also sort of tell us what the, the barriers have been to them actually booking onto these events. Number one, you know, do they even hear about them? Yeah. You know, and if they don't hear about them, we want to know about it so that we can get a, that information out to them. Or are you thinking, oh, I bet that's not for me. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. We want to know what it is that stops them booking on because they are, they're happening regularly, especially within the Yorkshire region. And, you know, we'd love to see them at one of our conferences. Well, it'd be a great thing. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant thing yeah. to have. Um, now, we're really pleased to have Rosie Harris on the line. Uh, Rosie's a level three coach and she's been giving up her time for our fantastic sport for over 40 years. Now, that's a long old slog. <laughs> Before we get Rosie on, I just want to read out what she said to one of our producers ahead of coming on the show today because I think you're going to love this. 
I have a passion for getting children active and I have a passion for playing netball. So I want to share that passion with as many people as possible. I love coaching because I enjoy working with children and seeing them grow and develop as players. I love seeing the enjoyment and passion that the players develop as they improve. Now that is unbelievable to hear that you can tell even just in that sort of sentence how much she loves doing this. Yeah, amazing. And like we talked about the other week, like the the impact that a really sort of passionate and, and dedicated coach has on you as a junior it, it stays with you forever. Like you, you remember your favorite coach from like under nines yeah. or under tens or something, because it, it, it does have a huge impact on how you view the sport and how you view exercise generally. And if you think Rosie's been coaching for 40 years, if she, if she only takes one team a year, that's 10 kids, that's 400 kids. Massive impact. And she's probably taken yeah. about six times that, a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Incredible, it's a it? huge, huge yeah. amount of impact she'll have had. Well, Rosie, thank you so much for joining us. Oh yeah, hi. Right, so Rosie, how did you get into netball? Were you a player before that? Um, it was at school. So many, many years ago, uh, when I went to secondary school, I started playing when I was in the, what would have been the first year. <laughs> That's how old I am. Uh, <laughs> so it's now year seven. So it was um, my PE teacher basically got me into netball. Rosie, how did you get, how did you get into coaching after playing? Was it just a, a natural progression that like you or you always coached whilst you were playing? Uh, I, when I was probably started coaching when I was about fourteen or fifteen. So it, the PE teacher said, you know, do you want to do some coaching with the younger ones? So I just got involved that way. So I guess you know everything's down to my PE teachers of getting me involved, which has been fantastic. What advice do you have? Because obviously, if anyone can offer advice on this, Rosie, it's you. What advice do you have? for anyone who's looking to get into coaching um well i actually run a junior netball scheme um coaching scheme at my club uh club's called wilms and lightning so i've I've involved i now what i do to the younger girls is i say come along and and help us coach so as uh, all the coaches level two coaches have younger girls so they might start year seven um so under 12s and they just come in along get join and join in and just go around and you know encourage the girls to do what we're asking them to do basically and just praise them so they go through a system where um they just get involved at a very early age help out and then we we then put them through a level one scheme eventually if they stay with us so that we have a junior coach and then a level one coach and then if they come back to us we put them through level two so it's just about encouraging them to say come down help out and then you know if you're really involved and enjoy it then we'll put you through the system that's that's such a great way of doing it though because it's almost like um informal mentoring you know they they're helping out with the sessions yeah. but they're they're actually seeing what's go what's going on and what's being led by that that lead coach and you know absorbing that information so that as as they as they progress they'll they'll have a wealth of a wealth of information to kind of lean back on yeah absolutely absolutely you know and they they do love it and especially when they get to the point where they they can go through the level 1 um, and the club pays for it, so they do all that volunteering, and then we say, right, you, you know, to, as payback, we'll give you that, we'll, we'll support you, basically. Rosie, let me ask you this. I mean, I know we've been told that you're a level three coach yourself, which is just an amazing achievement because, Christ, I know how long, how long it takes to get that level three. But for your own personal development, what do you do to keep yourself current? And you know, because it's it's constant learning for all of us as coaches. What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, recently on Saturday, I went to. A coaching conference in Yorkshire so I stay up to date with all of that sort of thing so it was these rhinos were running it so Tamsin Greenway was there yeah I was there as well Rosie <laughs> oh yeah all right good <laughs> um and so I make sure that I go through and I, you know I have a look around see what's going on and I, was, I coach for Manchester Thunder as head coach of the youth academy so I make sure I go on all their CPD um and also I 
I make sure I go with other coaches so that I can and just sort of see what they're doing. So I know, uh, you know, I've got loads to learn. I've done it for a long time, but I've still got loads to learn. And then I'll, you know, I'll sort of listen in. Like today I was looking at, I was with a school team. It was the under-19s at Wilmslow and the coach was there. So I was listening to her team talk to see if I could pick up any tips. So it's just learning off each other, really, and making sure that I keep up to date with everything that's going on and, and um, making sure I can pick up tips from anybody, anybody at all. It's almost like you've been sat in this podcast with us, Rosie, because you've literally just summarised everything that this whole podcast is about. Um, are there any, um, out of curiosity, are there any of your players that you think are ones to watch for the future? All of them. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a um, great I've coach. Got one, I've got one um, in the under-13s. Ellie, she's called, and she is phenomenal in how she reads the game. She's still a bit raw, but she's absolutely phenomenal. And I think, you know, she's really up and coming. Um, and I've got a couple in the um, under-12s that are really, really coming on board. But, I, you know, we promote, in fact, we've just, what we've done in our club is we've just changed our vision to say that we want to be the best club in the Northwest and get up to nationals because we're still quite young going through all of that. Um, and so we've changed the vision to say a, a complete different criteria to say how we train. So we're training to compete in order to train to win. So we're putting that mentality in the younger ones. But even in my under nines, I've got a fabulous, fabulous little defender. You know, she's she's fabulous. And it's just that inspiration to say, keep going. You know, your Manchester Thunder's your local, your Cheshire Netball's there as well. And just to keep inspiring them to make sure that um, that they want to achieve. You know, only yesterday I was saying, who wants to play for England Netball? I mean, all my under nines put their hand up. Uh-huh. So it's that inspiration to say, look, if you work hard, you train hard, you try hard at home and keep practicing, that you will actually achieve what you yeah. want to achieve. Chase that, achieve. Chase that dream. Chase yeah, that. definitely. It's actually, it's really inspirational to speak to you, actually, Rosie. You know, I, I'm actually quite emotional just hearing you speak. Cause <laughs> oh. I, I, don't make me cry. I don't, but it's, it's, such, it's such a cool thing to hear and like how many, how many people you affect um, weekly, monthly, yearly, let alone all the years you've been in it. And thank you from me, and I'm sure thank you from every every single player that you've had anything to do with um, over all these years. Can we have a round of applause for Rosie? Yeah. Yes. I think Rosie gets our Unsung Hero yes. Award. Yes. Our first Unsung Netball Hero. Nation Unsung Netball. Hero Award just for you, Rosie. Oh, thank you. Rosie Harris, thank you so much for speaking to Netball Nation. Please do continue the amazing work that you do. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Rosie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, now then, ladies, it's your least favourite part of the show. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Put your money where your mouths are. Oh, like, <laughs> They, they, I've never been to the ATM so much as well, <laughs> since we started doing this. Do I've know, actually got cash on me all the time, just ready to pay my debt. Is that secure card just driving <laughs> by the window? <laughs> Within a few weeks, you're going to have to move into this office, aren't you? You're going to yeah. have to live here. Well, I, I, this is it. It's just, it's just like the, the end of the end of show night out. It's just going to be me buying everyone's drinks. That's it. I shouldn't enjoy it, but I really do. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to ask you both for your predictions ahead of round six. So on Saturday, we've got Manchester Thunder v Loughborough Lightning. Now I know yes, you'll both be back in Loughborough to win, yep. but what do they need to do to break down Thunder? Go on, Max, tell me. I'm going to have to... That, <laughs> yeah. so as, right, here we go. For as much as I absolutely love and adore Sarah and Loughborough, I'm going to have to call it, it's a Manchester win. Oh, how do you feel about that, Sarah? Oh, God. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Did I ever tell you about this friend Maggie I used to have? (laughs) 
who are you? <laughs> just tumbleweed there. In there. Sarah's, Sarah's already summed Awkward. it up by, you know, she's got, she'll have had a week with the girls. You know, they will have done their analysis. They'll have looked at where they went wrong. You know, there's no doubting that Sarah will be pointing out where they need to go right. It's yeah. now down to the girls. There's only so much a coach can do. When those girls are on that court, they have to turn up and do their job. And Sarah will have told them that. Well, they can do crossed. it. They can do this. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You're putting your money where your mouth is yeah. next week, Max. Fingers yeah, crossed. Let's hope Max did, is yeah. paying up. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a double. double. Sorry. I will pay double. All right, Max. That's too much confidence. She's going to lose. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I am Look so my, sure. I will put my house on it. What? <laughs> Sorry, You're making sorry. it worse. If it's, if it's any consolation, I think you're going to win. Thanks. So Thanks um, we'll move on quickly. We've got Seven Stars versus Surrey Storm and the Ooh. Sky Sports game, which will be an absolute belter. Saracens Mavericks against Team Bath. So oh. who's your money on? These are these are really good ones. Seven Stars, Surrey Storm. Max. Storm. Oh, straight in. <laughs> <laughs> I keep not backing Storm and then they keep winning. So I might as well just carry on not backing them. I'm, so just, going, I'm going to go Stars. You're going if stars, stars are at home, I think they've got a big performance in them somewhere. Right. So Do you think that this is the week for that it performance? Could, it could be. Well, let's, let's see hope. Let's right. see yeah. <laughs> One of you will be uh, forking mm. out. Anyway, and uh, Saracens Mavericks against Team Bath. Mm, that's the one that's just been playing. Go, You go first, Sar. Bath. I'll go on Mavs. Oh, wow. I'm liking if, this. If Bath don't play like they did against us, against other teams, I'm going to be absolutely furious. So if they play as well as they did last Saturday against Mavericks, I think they'll have a little bit too much, but I think that's going to be a great game. Mm, it's going to be, that's going to be the game of the week. Yeah. We'll look forward to it then. And uh, on Monday, we've got London Pools taking on Sirens. Sirens. Oh gosh! Put you in a lot of pressure today, Sarah. And this is it because like every team, I hate every team now because <laughs> every, at, at some point every team has made me lose money. So Simon's made me lose money last week. So you know what? And Pulse did. So yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear! What are you gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Pulse to pull one out the bag. Right. Okay. So uh, we've got London Pulse taking on Simon's. Celtic, I always get this wrong. Celtic. Yes. That team in green. Got it right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, them. Celtic Dragons against Wasps, Mags. It's going to have to be Wasps. Yeah, Wasps. Yeah, I don't think, for as much as Celtic Dragons yeah. have been doing an amazing job and they, you know, they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger, I just don't think that they've got enough, enough fire yeah, to take the I Wasps think, out. I mean, I'm going to go Wasps and I'm sure they'll be you know, Celtic will be delighted because mm. that means they'll probably win. So, Oh yeah, that's true actually. So good luck Celtic. And I, and I said your name right. So yes. it's a double win for them as oh, well. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much for that ladies. Now just a couple of shout outs from me. Firstly, I'd like to say congratulations to Paranthorn netball team who've made it through to the nation school finals. Oh, well Alice done. We are rooting for you. Uh, their team their team has girls from Oldenbury and DNA netball clubs. So a really talented bunch of ladies. Well, well done, and we'll make sure as well that we show you pictures too on at Netball Nation on Twitter. So if you do want to see them, give us a follow, come find us. Uh, now also, Alexi Riley would like to shout out to her netball coaches, Miss Telfer at St. John Fishers in Harrogate and John Hipson at Leeds Athletic Netball Club. So hello oh, to you both. Hello. Oh, big that's shout, big shout that's so John. nice, shouting out your coach. I know. <laughs> Subtle hints. Yeah. You know, no one's ever done that for me. <laughs> Good work, John. Now also, she'd like to say a big hello to all the girls in the under-12 teams at Leeds Athletic too. Uh, thank you, Lexi. There you go. Yeah, You've done well it. Done. Hello from Good all work, of us. Lexi. Uh, now, anything that you ladies would like to add? In fact, there's something I want to ask you, Mags. We were going to get your nephew on. Oh, he it's... would love to. He's going to do it. So he's basically, going to do it. it's just timing for him. But I promise you, he will do it. <laughs> right. So Mags' nephew is a singer. You've probably heard this if you've listened to the other podcasts. And we want 
to get him to sing at Sarah and Stacey's wedding. We are adamant that this is going to happen, but we want him to come and do the live version for you here at Netball Nation while we're on. This is amazing. It, it, well, it's going to have to happen, and then you can get him to sing. What was it we agreed that he was going to sing? Uh, oh, it was an absolute belter. What, Rick Astley? Rick Astley. Never going <laughs> to give you up. Never going to let you down. down. Never. Oh, she's look, looking yeah. ever so embarrassed already. <laughs> that's because oh, she knows that's exactly what we'll be doing. Yeah. <laughs> she's got that beautiful shade <laughs> Blueberry. <laughs> right, is there anything else that either of you two would like to add at all? Um, I don't have you got any shout outs? Ooh, have I got any shout outs? No, I've not got any shout outs, actually. Do you know no, what? Shout out to Stacey. She gets talked about oh, every week. Yeah, let's talk about Stacey. Well, she, we well never... now you've highlighted that I've not shouted yeah. her out. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Wedding's off. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> well, hi to Stacey then. Yeah, shout out to Stacey and obviously the West Coast Fever team. Um, they're busy training. Um, Suncorp starts in April, so that's going to be interesting, the yeah. Australian League. Um, and those girls are over there sunning themselves up. Uh, our England girls as well, Joe Hart and Nat Haythorn-Thwaite. Hard life. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're in increasing our viewer numbers from across yeah, they across are. the world. Best of luck, girls. Viewer All numbers, listener numbers. Yeah. Miss you, Stacey. Aww. Yeah, Any- me too. <laughs> as a side note. Yeah. <laughs> right, thank you so much for listening to Netball Nation, and thank you, as always, to my co-hosts, Sarah Bayman and Maggie Berkershaw. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you again to Rosie Harris, who came on the show, and thank you for your 40 years of volunteering. Yeah. Another clap for that. Yeah, we love you for that. Well done, Rosie. Now, if you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and give us a little review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also check out our website at My Netball Nation on all the social channels as well for more netball news. Uh, We'll see you next week. See you then. Have a good one. Bye, folks. This is Netball Nation.